When the first library came to the town of Charleston on the west coast, everyone who lived there was very pleased. It was the year of 1911, and there had never been any libraries in the district. Can I go and borrow books? Jenny said to her mother. Jenny's mother looked at her doubtfully. I'm not sure they've got books for children, and it costs a whole penny to borrow one. Jenny had a penny which she'd been saving for a long time. If I've got a penny, they'll have to let me borrow a book, she replied firmly, though she didn't feel very confident. The library was set up in an old church hall that had not been used for years. No one had been there since the new church was built on the other side of town, so it seemed like a good thing to use it for the new library. The hall was a run-down, dilapidated, falling-over sort of place. There were starlings nesting in the ceiling, two-toothed borer bugs in the walls, and goodness knows what other creatures living under the floorboards. When Miss Jones, the librarian, opened the front door to carry in the new books, the door hinges creaked and groaned, as if to say, Why are you bothering us after all these years? Why can't you just leave us in peace? When Jenny arrived at the library that afternoon, Miss Jones stared at her sternly. This library isn't for girls. It's only for grown-ups. The librarian was feeling in a bad mood. She'd spent all weekend getting the old place ready, but it still didn't look very inviting. Jenny clenched her fists in her pockets. I'm sure I could read the books if I tried very hard. Have you got a penny? Miss Jones inquired severely. Yes, I've brought one specially. Jenny took the penny from her pocket and showed it to Miss Jones. Miss Jones stared at her and at the little bright penny. Oh, very well then, she said at last in a tired sort of voice. There were only six shelves of books. They were arranged in a big old bookcase set against one wall. They didn't look very inviting. The books had dark covers and seemed to be about very gloomy subjects indeed. Jenny opened them, one after the other, and tried reading the small print on the cramped, dusty pages. It was hard going. Perhaps Miss Jones is right after all, Jenny thought to herself as she pulled another book from the shelf. But this one was different from all the others. It was an atlas and contained dozens of maps of every part of the world. Some were old maps and some were new ones. Jenny found a very old map of the world and looked for New Zealand. There was England on the map and Spain and China and a country called Palestine. But in the place where New Zealand should have been, there was only a lot of blue waves. The waves were arranged in neat lines across the page, each one curling over with a little white top. And amongst the waves, a sign was written in large letters. Here be dragons. Jenny stared at the words. Here be dragons, she said to herself. Whatever does that mean? She'd lived in Charleston all her life and had never seen any dragons. But now, here was this map telling her the place was seething with them. There were even some pictures of dragons. They were floating about in the sea, as if enjoying a pleasant day at the beach. The dragons had scaly skins, spikes on their legs, sharp claws and bright eyes. They hissed delicately from their mouths and their noses. 
Jenny had never seen anything like it. She'd been to the beach at Charleston many times. She'd never caught sight of any dragons in the sea. But then she was sure she'd never looked very carefully either. Maybe they'd been out there all along and she'd just never noticed. Jenny quietly put the book back on the shelf and went home. Did you get a book? Her mother said when she came in. Jenny shook her head. She went to the window and stared out at the bush-covered hill beyond. Here be dragons, she said to herself. She wondered if there were dragons out there too and where they might be hiding. She knew that dragons lived for hundreds of years, if not thousands. Maybe there were huge dragons out there and she'd never noticed them. She stared at the outline of the hill. Now that she looked at it carefully, it really did seem as if it was just like the back of a sleeping dragon. And that piece running down at the end could well be a bit of the dragon's tail. The next day, Jenny was back at the library. She took out the atlas again and stared at the special map. She was surprised to see that other places around the world had the same sign. In Africa, in India, and parts of China, there were the same words carefully lettered on the page. There were dragons everywhere. Please, miss, Jenny said to the librarian after she had put the atlas back on the shelf. Do you have any more books about dragons? Miss Jones stared at her. Of course not, she said. In fact, there are no books about dragons here at all. Yes, there are, Jenny showed her the map. The librarian took one look and tossed her head impatiently. Don't take any notice of that, child. That's a very old map. It was made long before our country was known to those map makers. They only write those things because they don't know what else to put in the empty places. There aren't really any dragons, as you should know quite well. Jenny wasn't so sure. I'm certain there's dragons, she said to herself that night as she lay in bed, staring up at the ceiling. The next day, she was back at the library, thumbing through more of the books on the shelves. They were all on very solemn subjects, with pages of tiny print and no pictures at all. Before the library closed for the day, Jenny decided to take one last peek at the dragon atlas. She pulled the book down from the shelf, placed it on the floor, and opened the covers. As she did so, she felt something move under her hand. A large, brown, shiny, scaly wetter climbed out of the back of the book and sat down in the middle of the open page. The wetter had big jaws, hooked feet with sharp spines, and beady, bright eyes. The wetter was in a bad mood and hissed slightly. Here be dragons, Jenny said to herself, backing off a little. The wetter hissed some more, then began walking slowly across the page towards her. Jenny backed off a bit further and gave the atlas a little shake. Go away, dragon, she said. The wetter stopped and seemed to think about this for a while. Then it jumped and landed right on Jenny's shirt. It clung on using the hooked claws on its feet, hissing loudly. Jenny jumped to her feet and tried to brush the wetter from her. It hissed again and raised its back legs in the air. One of its sharp spines pricked Jenny's finger and a spot of blood appeared. Oh! Mr Dragon, go away! 
Jenny, what is the matter? Miss Jones came hurrying over. The sweater! It attacked me! Look! Don't be ridiculous, girl. Wetters don't attack people. Miss Jones brushed the wetter off Jenny's shirt and it fell angrily to the floor, waving its legs in the air. This one did. It jumped right at me. It didn't do anything of the sort. Wetters don't jump at people. They just jump. That's all they do. Miss Jones was being very firm and businesslike. That's all very well, but I was in the way, Jenny cried, sucking her sore finger where the wetter had spiked her. The wetter set off across the floor, its funny legs pumping up and down in its hurry to get away. It reached the bookcase, climbed over the spine of a book and disappeared down the back. There, said Miss Jones. It's gone now. No need to worry any more. It's still there, Jenny said firmly. It's waiting down the back of all the books, sneaking along in the dark, trying to decide which book it will hide in next. I know, sighed Miss Jones. This is such an old building. It's got all kinds of creatures living in it. They've been here for years. I suppose they don't see any reason why they should move, just because of us. That night, Jenny lay in bed and stared into the dark. She thought of the wetter going from book to book, trying to decide who it would scare tomorrow. Maybe it would be Mr Black, the town butcher, or Mrs Quigg, the schoolteacher, or Parson Landy, with his black coat, white collar and big smile. He won't be smiling so brightly when that wetter gets him, Jenny thought to herself. Jenny was glad the Atlas had turned out to be telling the truth. Those old map makers, she thought, they really did know a lot after all. Here be dragons, she said with quiet satisfaction. Here be dragons. <laughs>